Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm your host, Jill Mokes. I'm feeling uber jazzy. And you know why? Because we have Ms. Rebecca Gunter joining us again. And she's one of my favorite people on the planet. She is here to share with us all about her new project, which is called Renegade Serenade. Is that the best title you've ever heard in your life? I think it's the best title I've ever heard. And we are getting right into it. We are talking disruption. We're talking bravery. We're talking about disrupting the status quo, doing it your way, your way and the highway. So I don't want to ruin anything. I'm not going to ruin any of the surprise. Let's get into the episode. Let's go. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities building authentic relationships and creating the abundant full fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. Rebecca Gunter. Jilly. Jilly. Jilliant and resilient. That's what my theme for today. Jilliant and resilient. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm stealing that. You should. It's the name of an episode you star in on a little show called Business in the Raw. <sighs> I'll put a link in the show notes, by the way, everybody. You should. You should. It's one of your, one of your special episodes. Mm. Mm. As a resident coach. Coaching residents, I like. For anyone who does not know what we're talking about, Business in the Raw is a serialized journey, one woman's brand venture to build a business and carve out a personal brand for herself. And Jilly, you are our resident coach over there. Ancient and Resilient is the name of episode seven. So I encourage your podcast listeners to check out that epic business TV. I'm hanging on the edge of your seat. It's a great show. That's because you're in it. Obs. That's because you're in it. (laughs) No, you're a phenomenal host. You are a phenomenal host, number one. Janine, whose story it's following is just amazing. So yeah, if you haven't already subscribed to it, you can subscribe on YouTube and you really should on 100 TV. Oh my God. How lucky are we with Janine? (gasps) She's amazing. She's on a lotus flower. I love her. She's the perfect entrepreneur in residency. Yes, she is. She's open. She's accessible. She's hilarious. She's warm. She's very coachable. Mm, That's my favorite part. Because she's so open-minded. But not coachable to the point where they don't actually ever do what you say. They're just giving you lip service. Like... You'll get pushback. Perfect mix. She's her own person. Yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah. I really love her. Mm. I must admit, I do. We didn't come here to talk about business. Well, we didn't. We came here for you to tell me all about, because you know, obviously, every time you ever do anything new, I have to know everything about it. Like I, I need to somehow wheedle my way into being involved in some way. And then I have to get you onto the podcast to tell us all about it because my listeners to this podcast, they know you as well. Now you've been on a few times to the podcast. And oh, I hope so. Yeah. If not, hi everybody. I'm Rebecca Gunter. <laughs> She's Rebecca Gunter. <laughs> if you're new here, if this is the first time watching. No, they all know. They all know, I'm sure. Because obviously anyone who listens to one episode immediately goes and binge listens the entire other 60-odd episodes, right? Surely. 
Oh my God. Yes, mommy. Tell me, tell me more. You're getting me hot behind the collar. Tell me more about how your audience is binging my episode. Obviously, I will link in the show notes to all of the episodes that the amazing Rebecca Gunter has graced her presence on because she does a she does this little thing called the heads together takeover too so you've done that a couple of times haven't you where you've kind of come on and taken over i was just about to mention that it's it's not that you have me as a gracious guest it's that i i barrel in to the riverside app full elbows going and take over your podcast whenever you politely allow me to always I love it. It's so fun. Yeah, it is. If you're listening and if you've got a podcast or if you are someone who loves to guest podcast, because we know that leveraging other people's audiences is just such a good strategy, in my opinion, for getting your thing in front of a bigger audience, you know, so leveraging other people's audiences. Why not try this strategy? If there's a podcast that you absolutely adore, why not reach out and say, listen, can I do like a little takeover episode? And quite often, I think hosts love this. When Rebecca does it with me, I mean, you'll need to get to know them a bit first and, and you know, warm up that relationship because we know each other well. So it works quite easily. Have a think about it. It is something that other people could could definitely explore doing. I'll add to that, particularly if you have your own platform and you, you can either do a takeover or another idea I love is a switcheroo. Yes. We're intentionally on a week. We're just kind of swapping. So you'll have to come on stone for roll up and do a switcheroo. Yeah, definitely. That'll be fun. I we haven't like experimented that. with that yet. Yeah. I think though that if you are, you're so good at, for the audience listening at home, that's it. You're so good to remember that there are people actually listening. I do this. I mean, I'm doing this because I want to talk to you, but I'm really doing it for you lot. Just don't tell her. <laughs> they're all on. They're just waiting for medium jazzy. That's what they're waiting medium for. Medium jazzy. I'm feeling very jazzy this week. I think, honestly, when I do actually record the, so inside a, inside a tip here, I don't actually record the intro until after I've had the conversation with a guest because you don't always know where it's going to go. So I like to do the intro after I've had the conversation. Now, that's the magic of podcasting. You I know. I feel like show. I've just let out some sort of magician's secret and I'm going to get struck out from the magician's circle or something. But I, I think it's fair. I don't think share. it's a secret that podcasts Surely are edited not. and constructed. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's when I decide how jazzy the episode is. You see? This one will be uber jazzy. Do you have a jazzometer? Mm, maybe we will now. <laughs> Now that I've found the um, special effects in Riverside, all sorts of crazy shit like that could be happening. There could be like a jazzometer, drum rolls. Like I, I probably will go over the top. So if you're listening and you find like you're literally deafened in the intro to this episode with my uh, newfound talent for special effects, I apologize in advance. <laughs> Except this isn't in advance because you'll have already heard it. <laughs> There's no escape. Through the magic of podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> you did mention stone fruit just now, which is different to Business in the War because Rebecca, the greedy little monkey, has two YouTube shows. One is Business in the War. The I blame you. Other, I know. It's all my fault. Uh, the other is Stone Fruit Roll-Up. So this one is a very, very fun show. Um, can I Can I tell the audience what it's about or would you refer to oh my god i wish you would i'm just gonna sit back and listen to it's like listening to toasts at your wedding it's just because you won't do it justice you because you won't gush over it the way i will and stone fruit roller is such you're, you're right girl you're right <laughs> it's such a clever concept so rebecca set out she was like oh uh, we had a conversation and i was coaching her around visibility and say, look, you know, okay, I get it. I get that you don't love being on social media and all that stuff, but you need to increase your visibility. You know, we all want to sell something to clients. Clients need to know about us, right? So Rebecca said, right, okay, yeah, but I could do video. I mean, I like doing video and she's very good at doing video as you'll, you'll see when you tune in. 
But Rebecca is also very keen on doing things in a really meta way, which I just bloody love. Meta is better. Meta is better. So she created Stonefoot Roll-Up and it's like a a watch-along on starting a YouTube channel. So it's the YouTube chat show about starting a YouTube show. Oh, it's so meta. It's so good. But it's it's got a bit of fun thrown in with it as well. But in it, she interviews some of the people that supported her on setting it up. So there's like Paul King, who was, you know, really instrumental in helping her with her tech side of things and the and the audio and the visuals and people like Jody And um, you would go on and see. You'll see there's loads of people. And Taylor Campier with the with the cold concept. So again, I will put the uh, link in the show notes because you will, uh, you will want to go and explore that one as well. And we have some really fun episodes on there as well, don't we? Oh my God. It's so fun. It's like, it's like the same. It's just a kind of a content sandbox right now. (laughs) Like every single show is in like, and now you open this app and here's the ring light you need. Some of them are like that. So if you're building your own show at home and you kind of want to follow the bouncing ball. And you want to um, pull back the curtain on people who kind of launch with a finished product. There's something out there for you. But there's also a bunch of experimental shows or just either having fun or having a quality conversation in a different way to see what feels right to us and to the audience. And uh, every once in a while, speaking of takeovers, every once in a while you take over the stone fruit roll up with our boy Tony Pareco and do a little thing we call UK all day what is that so uk all day is one of my favorite things to do it's where tony who is an amazing podcast producer and i get into our crazily weird usually very strange conversations about the differences between the us and the uk so tone always has really good questions to ask me about so <laughs> one of the episodes was he was like kind of obsessed with our pageantry and our you know our lords and ladies and knights and dames and you know how all of that works you know so and it which was a terrible subject to ask me about because i didn't know so i ended up making up most of the answers but to be honest, he didn't know the, what the right answers were anyway, so it didn't really matter. But he he just now has a really fucked up impression of what the how our royal family works. <laughs> Actually, yeah, probably fairly true. But yeah, it was very. It's very funny and worth tuning in to those as well. I just love them. I love them. In fact, you're doing one this week with the gracious, hopefully, hopefully with the gracious Becky Benfield Humberstone. Yes. Yes, who will add a, you'll have a threesome. You'll, it's a threesome I can get into. And Saturn is producing that one all on their own. And I've seen some banners and some titles um, that are just really, really hilarious. One of yours is Jill Moak's champion of the, a shiny tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm up for all of that. Jill Moak's comma in defense of the and. <laughs> adorable little I banners and things that. so that's going to be a really fun one it's fun i encourage anybody who's listening at home who is doing some sort of content to have a space the beauty of the roll-up is that like compared to business in the raw which is a serious show about building a business and a brand and you're a fly on the wall and an entrepreneurial journey etc takes all the pressure off the roll-up for me because it that doesn't have to be anything if I don't, I have a story show already. So you can just have fun and experiment and get your 15 year old to do some production and breathe some life into it. Talk to people about all kinds of crazy topics and serious ones as well around storytelling. So having a place to experiment and have fun, I think is the key to keeping your brand fresh and alive and not kind of stuck in the same old, same old business as usual bullshit. I really love that. And you've just given me, like, as you know, um, and listeners will know because the first episode is now up on it, and I'll pop the link in the show notes to this as well, of course. I have my own YouTube channel now as well. So I'm experimenting more with video, which I'm really, really enjoying. And kind of wish I'd done ages ago. Smash that like and subscribe button, Jilly. Please like and subscribe to my stuff. Thank you. Please. Yes. 
I do kind of wish I'd done it ages ago. But also, um, what you just said has just hit me. You know, YouTube now you can have p- playlists for different collections of content. I think it would. Wouldn't it be fun to have an outtakes playlist? So you know, when you're editing and you make mistakes and things, you could make montages of outtakes or just have like kind of silly conversations in there sometimes, because sometimes content creation can get very serious, particularly if you're one of those people who's like, right, okay, I batch create my content on the second Tuesday of every month and I will do that from morning till night and and I won't stop until I've tipped my box for each of those different pillars of content that I need for the month, you know, and that can get quite serious. And we all know the power of authenticity now. No, no one's interested in super polished training videos. Like no one cares about that kind of content now. Everyone wants human content. In the age of AI? Yes. Oh my God, yes. I just want everyone to stop whining about chat GPT. Stop whining about it. Use it. It's a brilliant tool. It's really great. Use it to give you some ideas. Use it for research. And then... Get on video and show the real you because chat GPT can't do that. Oh, Rebecca, share the quote from Jude Charles. Oh, God. Who, by the way, put the link in the show notes as well for Jude's Stonefruit Roll-Up. He doesn't quote it on his episode, but when I saw him speak on stage, he said, you can pretend to care, but you can't pretend to show up. And that's so profound to me. It really is to me too. It's so profound. It's really profound. And the more I thought about that, I just thought, God, it's so true. You can do the stuff on ChatGPT. You can grab all of that content and it will please SEO potentially. And it will it will tick some boxes for you. Will it really forge the relationships, the deep relationships, that true connection? You can pretend to care. You can't pretend to show up. You either show up or you don't. You either show up or you don't. But I'd still want to acknowledge like how vulnerable people feel to show up and be themselves. We've been conditioned, particularly in business and particularly as women, if you do not show up polished, people will not take you seriously. Absolutely. There's so many chips stacked against us for like invalidating or stealing our ideas, blah, 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 blah. So if you don't show up with your like, you know, ready to go all buttoned up, the fear of not being taken seriously, being dismissed is very, very real for women. So I think it takes a real act of like rebellion and courage and to be a bit of a disruptor, if I may, Mm -hmm. to show up as yourself, like be silly, be goofy, be vulnerable, say dumb shit. Have your phone ring in the middle. Your mic isn't working. All of that stuff is real life. We have to be, get on, (laughs) we have to really take a chance in being our real selves. You're right. And also the danger is that we let our fear of exposing those less perfect parts of ourselves stop us getting the actual bloody message out or stop us telling people about the thing we're so good at that people pay us to do you know we stop ourselves from actually getting that out there it's actually crazy if you think about it in our pursuit of perfection in terms particularly in terms of marketing content we want our marketing content to be so on point and to just you know tick all of the marketing boxes that we lose sight of what we actually do marketing for oh, hang on, it's to actually bring awareness and uh, to what we do, to how we help people, how we serve. So that makes no sense whatsoever. You're tripping over words or, or, you know, just kind of being a real person. I'll say another thing about us being the fear of perfection. Like my private client, <laughs> Jennifer Thornton, Darling 304 Coaching, calls perfectionism a tool of fear. Mm. And I think that's so true. And when you operate in that fear mode, what you cannot also do is create, innovate, or ideate. Mm -hmm. You can't do that when your brain is in fear mode. So it's very difficult, I think, to continue to grow and evolve as a person, as a business, as a personal brand, when you are in 
perfect, you know, the fear of perfection mode because you're not going to come up with a new idea, which is why, you know, the roll up is so fun because I've just kind of like 86, which is a restaurant term of like, cut it out. We have 86 fear, just have fun and be experimental so that new ideas can arise within that ecosystem. And they do, they wouldn't, if we were all like, well, thank you very much for coming for this interview. Won't you give us your pitch? And then the person gives their perfectly polished pitch. And then you kind of like move on. We've seen that content. We've seen it. We've seen that like perfect interview show. Let's actually have quality conversations. Yes. Real conversations. Real conversations that actually make sense, that people can really understand instead of blinding people with science like so many people do when they're so keen to get their polished version out there. They don't realise that by the end of it, the person listening is like, what was she actually talking about? <laughs> but everyone pretends that they understood. <laughs> like, mm, yes. Mm. Good point. Mm. Information. <laughs> Collaboration. <leather> gloves. <laughs> Do you remember that on Step Brothers? <laughs> I'll put a link to that in the show. <laughs> One of my favourite films. These show notes are going to be media. Media needs to be a thousand links. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Have fun over here. Be serious over there. Learn That's how to it. black exactly. love joke. But you know, just thinking about what you're saying there, and this is rather nicely going to pivot to our topic for today. I was wondering when you were going to pull out that magical segue. I'm going to get marry it round to it at some point. But I just want to say before we do leave that topic, and that is that I have very often met women. Some of them have been clients. Others have been just contacts or in my network. Women with really amazing, disruptive, daring, crazy ideas that should be in the world that they cannot give birth to. Because of that fear of perfectionism, because of the fear of if I don't position it right, if I don't get it out there perfectly, then I can't do it at all. It's too important to me, you know? And I think this is a really something that happens a lot with women who would consider themselves kind of purpose driven, you know, their mission, their thing is so important to them that the thought of getting into the world in anything less than its best possible iteration is kind of too terrifying. And and I guess that call to let go of the need for that and allow your inner disruptor to come out, just do it your way, just allow yourself the freedom to get out, to put it out there and see what happens. And I'm not, this isn't the same as the people who say, done is better than perfect. Because that literally makes me want to kill myself <laughs> when people say that. Because I'm like, well, no, actually, perfect's better than just done and it's shit. So that just literally makes no sense. <laughs> but, but there is something in not letting the fear of it not being perfect paralyze you. And, yeah, l- give yourself space to let the disruption erupt. It's important, I think, to honor the real world pushback that keep people from launching their disruptive ideas into the world. It is perfectionism being a fear of it, but also what it takes to swim upstream is no joke. Every single person you talk to doesn't believe you for a really, really long time. You don't believe yourself half the time that this is even a thing. Like, have I been hit? Is this idea even viable? Every advisor you go to to like help you get the project off the ground will be like, well, you know, we don't do it that way. We don't do that around here. That's not how things are done. So it's not just about the fear of of perfectionism. Mm -hmm. I think it's also about just like how freaking hard it is to stand up and do something. Just be like, actually, status quo, boop, fuck off. We're going to do it this way from now on because this way is better. That takes a level of um, courageousness and you're putting your own income at risk. If you're an entrepreneur, you are putting that at risk. So to go from, you know, my own story is a perfect, it's a perfect example of disruptorship. That's not what I'm saying, but let me just lead you down that path of like, 
I'm a copywriter and everybody expects copywriters to say the following words. I write in your voice. And for years I did that. I write in your voice. I do deep discovery and I learn who you are. We do a positioning and then I write in your voice. I don't write in anybody's voice but mine. And I've never written in anybody's voice but mine. But I was afraid to say that because I thought the client needed to hear, I write in your voice. And then, sadly, when we would get to the copy, the client would say, I wouldn't actually say that. Even though the brand might actually say that, or it's a stronger piece of copy, or the messaging is better. But I've already set up the dichotomy that I write in your voice, and you start to think, I wouldn't actually say that. And then it's dead in the water. Yep, yep. But for me to come on a sales call with a prospect and for them to say, wow, you know, your style is unique. And for me to say, it's not for everybody. You either love it or hate it. Oh, and, and full stop. That is the key because it isn't for everybody. It isn't for everybody. And that's the key. But it takes a leap of faith to get from like, I write in your voice to you either love it or hate it because people are going to choose hate it. Yes, they will. And you're going to lose the sale, but for good, like great. But that takes, you know, a a solid, you know, just a little bit of a solid financial footing where you aren't like desperate for the sale. It takes a level of confidence to be like, you know, bless it and let it go. It is a courageous act to be disruptive. So now you can cue that drum roll because- Can I do the drum Add your own drum roll here. Audience at home, add your own drum roll. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Audience. This is a DIY drum roll. This is a DIY drum roll because um, Jill has not been able to master. Yes, that's right. I am talking about myself in the third person. Jill hasn't been able to master the special effects this week. So she's doing a DIY drum roll. Here we go. Shoot. This is a communal participatory podcast. If you are the kind of person who has made that disruptive Mm -hmm. leap or you have smashed the status quo or you have stood on your hill as a champion for no more to business as usual. If you are a maverick, um, unconventional or a disruptor and you have actually done that thing, I want to hear your story. I want to hear your story. So this is a call out. This is an invitation. Tell me more. An invitation to a project that I'm calling Renegade Serenade. A love song to the Maverick and to the Disruptor. I love it. I'm collecting stories from and for brave, strong, and courageous women who are doing it their way. You know, I'll have to say for the greater good, because generally a disruptor has a damn good idea to do it differently. Yeah. yeah. And I want to hear those stories. I'm um, collecting them for a delicious book, which I cannot wait to sink my teeth into, and a companion podcast. So. I mean, who isn't going to want to be part of that? When you first told me about this project, I I was just. It was kind of your idea. I, I was. No, no, no. I mean, I want to take credit for it. Trust me. I really want to take credit, but this was you. This I'll give you 20% credit for I'll it. I'll take the 20% How's credit. I, I will actually take the 20% credit. More like 25. Don't tell <laughs> I tried to give you a lot of credit. And to be fair, I have to give a lot of credit to our mutual client, Sarah Hardery, who yes. also came up with this ideas. So... I'm inspired by something you've already done, and she suggested it at exactly the right time. So shout out to Sarah, who really inspired Renegade Serenade. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's going to be amazing. And I think your generosity, really, in because this isn't going to be an insignificant investment of your time to do this. And you, you know, you're a busy woman, and you have to write it all. But it is a generous act I think to give women a voice because and some of these women will already be out there doing their thing right so if you're listening and you're you class yourself as falling into that 
real maverick disruptor category and you have a story to share, then I think we're going to put a link right in the show notes for people to get to register. Renegadeserenade.com. If you're listening and you're like, oh, I want to be part of that book and that podcast, hell yeah, then you can do that. But some people listening are going to be like, ah, I work a reasonably tame job, but I have something inside me that won't go away. And I keep thinking about it and it definitely falls into that category. We want to hear from them too, don't we? We want to hear it's the, it's the ideas. It's the voices that you want to hear. It's the ideas and the voices to serve for other women as a shining example that it can be done. We don't have enough storytelling or examples I'm collecting these stories because I think if we can see it, we can be it. Yes. By nature, disruption is like an uphill battle. You're swimming against the current. You're getting all this pushback. You're insecure yourself. Your ideas might feel unsupported. If you had seen other people out there publicly doing it and succeeding at it, you'd have more courage to try Mm. it for yourself. For sure. Look, they didn't die. They didn't die. I made it. I feel like disruptive, disruption, it's used a lot. And I don't think it's always used in the way that people really intend it. Just share with us what your take is on being disruptive. I think it's any time that you want to do something differently, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it's, an unconventional approach. Mm-hmm. Let's take Donna, for example. Yeah. One of my clients who's in the accounting field. Mm-hmm. So the reason Donna and I mesh so much is not because she is out there building a new tech app or, you know, um, changing the way we get drinking water or doing this like huge upheaval that we never look at things the same. But what she is doing is she is taking accounting out of like the suit and tie and calculator and giving people a relationship with their accountant that is more like a partnership growth strategy. It's kind of like a four season approach versus just like filing a tax time. She is not, she never has a picture on any of her uh, marketing materials that has a calculator, a pencil, a shirt pocket, an office, a desk a computer, nothing. It's all kind of like a lake and a boat and like living your life, like get your life back. To me, Donna's like a beautiful disruptor because you don't have to change the world, but you do have to change your world. You have to say, yeah, the suit and tie pocket protector calculator image of an accountant is not for me. And that's not the clients I want to attract. So To me, she is a real disruptor. Our mutual friend and colleague, Irene, she's a disruptor because she took a very, very rigid family tradition and expectation and like really had to carve a path to do it her own way, despite tons and tons of pushback. So, and that was within her family structure. You know, her positioning ends with a beautiful line of life is too short to live it for your ancestors. Like that is so beautiful for me of doing something differently. You can be a disruptor in your own life. If you're pivoting, if you're reimagining your career, if you're taking your personal brand kind of in a new direction, to me, you're kind of disrupting your own life. Right. It takes courage to do that. God, it takes a really lot does. of moxie. It really does. And I'm really glad that you've given us this kind of explanation really around disruption because I do think disruption has almost become a little elitist. It's almost like there's a hierarchy of disruption. Uh, I can't think of a really good example now, but if you're not really kind of doing something utterly outrageous, then are you really being disruptive or are you a disruptor? And I think it's really important that we don't, do that don't be elitist don't put ring fences around and only let the cool kids in because disruption is a very important part of entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is about change and an important part of our society absolutely right yeah and really important again it's it's about change we don't want to keep doing the things the way they've always been done because there often is a better way and we want to keep 
bringing that out over and over again. So thank you for making that so accessible to people. And yeah, not it's not just for the cool kids. I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I would never want the Heads Together audience to be sitting at home and being like, well, I'm not really a disruptor right. because I'm not changing the entire world. That's it. You're solving a problem your way. And if that way is completely unconventional and everyone else is telling you like, ha, okay, if everyone, if no one is really believing you in the beginning, that's a KPI, a key performance indicator of your disruptor status. So if you're facing pushback and going forward anyway, those are the stories I want to hear. I was, I was either successful, you know, kind of either playing by the rule book or, you know, I'm making a go of it playing by the rule book. I saw a better way to move forward. So you're going along, you know, you're swimming along the current. Oh, business as usual. You've learned it from the books or you've done a bunch of education. And But if you see another way to do it and you kind of jump out of the stream and start building your dream on the sidelines and people are like, that'll never work. I want to hear from you. I want to encourage other people. God, I love that. I think it's worth saying as well at that at this point that... If you're committed to an entrepreneurial journey, which isn't easy, it's not easy, right? It's way easier to go and get a job, way easier. Don't start a business because you want an easy life because <laughs> it's true. It, you know, running a business is hard. It's pleasurable. It's fabulous. It's incredible. It's fulfilling. It's wonderful. I would never want to do anything else. Is it easy? No. No. It's eat what you kill. That is intense. It's eat what you kill. Exactly right. And I think people who have gone into it thinking it's going to be easier than it is are often those people who always think there's a blueprint or a template or uh, some magic formula for a business. And I really want people to understand Part of my mission is to stamp out some of these guru-led fantasies about, you know, passive income and selling all this shit. But the thing is, when you think there's going to be the perfect template or blueprint or person that you can completely and utterly replicate what they do, you will invest a ton of time looking for that. A ton of time where you could have been taking out a blank sheet of paper and saying to yourself, if I were to just do this my way, what would that look like? What would my intuitive next step be? What would I write to get this message across? What would I say into a camera to get my own message to someone? And I think we don't do that. So for a lot of time, people particularly, you've you've said this to me before, because I still have a tendency to do this sometimes. And that is, you end up spending a ton of time getting ready to get ready. And this happens a lot with people who are searching for that elusive template or blueprint for their entire business so that they can just replicate exactly the success that someone else had. And disruptors don't do that. Disruptors dare to do it their way. And that is why we see incredibly successful business owners. You, I will guarantee they haven't got that success by following someone else's template or blueprint or magic formula. So I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent there, but I think it's really important to remember why as an entrepreneur, it is so important to embrace this disruption and to do things your own way. And this is one of the reasons I just love this project. Honored this discomfort. You know, let's just say you did what you just said. You took your own blank piece of paper, you wrote your own way, you did the thing. Now you have to sit with it until that idea starts to take shape or or popularity or whatever, that is a very uncomfortable place to sit when you have decided, no, we're not doing it that way anymore. As human beings, as like homo habilis habilis or 
Homo sapiens sapiens as human beings, we don't want to take risk because our brains are hardwired for safety and security. We're seeking safety, we're seeking approval, or we're seeking control. Those are our three modalities. And disruption messes with control. It messes with safety because now you have to like say you either love it or hate it and watch people walk away. And it messes with approval because that's an accountants don't wear ties. What accountants don't talk about your tax saving dollars in a way that is completely unapproachable. That's crazy. Executive leadership coaches don't lead with curiosity. They're the ones imparting all the information. How dare you say you don't have all the answers. So it messes with your ability to have acceptance. So those three basic human needs are threatened at all times when you're a disruptor. And that's why I want to hear these stories. Show me how you've done it so we can show other people. Inspire yourself with your own story. Sometimes you don't even have the words to know how inspiring you are. Inspire yourself with your own story. God, I love that. I think you just wrote a tagline. I just wrote a tagline. I think you did. You said it. <laughs> I well, really I'm love being that. kind because it's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wrote it. <laughs> Inspire yourself with your own story, yeah. man. This is it is hard. It is hard. It is absolutely hard to do. But my God, that is how we change the world. That is how we stop doing it the same way. Yes, it is, and that is how we get better it's how we make the world better it's how as a society we can heal ourselves we just need more people to be braver and to disrupt for good that's what we need disruption for good god i love that that's so awesome what would it have been like for us if we had had a shining example of entrepreneurial journeys that were of a disruptive nature versus like the blueprint oh, wouldn't we of the have saved well. so much time? Well, I, I suppose with my clients and with the uh, the content that I put out with the podcast and now with the YouTube channel as well, I think part of it is my, if if you like, it is my own kind of counter strike against all of that noise, that internet noise of the big marketers and the gurus who built these huge email lists in a different time to the one that we're playing in now. Of course, they're multimillionaires because they can create a shitty offer, put it out there, and their email lists are so big, they'll still have a seven-figure launch with it, right? But most people don't operate like that. Most people aren't operating in that arena. So the strategies that work for those gurus aren't going to work for the people who are building their business now. 2023 where we are now and and forward right everything's getting more real also when they were gurus and starting out they were the disruptor amy porterfield was the disruptor and these were people who were like whoa you don't have to do it that way tony robbins has freed millions millions of people from like these toxic you know limiting beliefs and and just I allowed so many people to expand their mind and to step into like business mastery and all that. And now they're the gold standard, but they didn't start to be the gold standard. That's right. But now anybody who follows them is no longer a disruptor because they changed the paradigm. They changed the story. And also I think the danger is that a lot of the teachings of people who did it that way when they were the original disruptors, that that doesn't work now. And this is why I'm so keen for people to be disruptive and to not keep searching for someone else's template, you know, to, to work out what your way of doing something is. It's so important. It's so important. So the fact that you're bringing together these stories of this to act as, <laughs> oh, my God, being inspired by your own story that's just going around in my head I think that's amazing but also to inspire other business owners you just said you've got to see it to be it you know and I think some of that is true it's very very comforting to know that there are women out there who took that blank sheet of paper and literally made up every word on it 
I just think that is. And sat in the uncertainty, sat in the lack of approval, sat in the lack of security, sat in all of that and just believed enough that this way that they could, you know, if I can frame it in a Jill way, they could do it your way and the highway. That's it. Yeah. They could do it their own way. They could stand up and stand out or sit down and shit in. Oh, <laughs> yes. And, and make it. But it takes a real leap of faith to do it. Yeah. And if anybody can do that, entrepreneurs can do it. So I think I'm talking to the right crowd. At least and hopefully. if you can't do it, you have to question whether entrepreneurship is right for you. That's the truth. Damn. She said the quiet part out loud. I know. I went there. Sorry. Oh, why did I just start sounding like Forrest Gump? I don't know why. We'll leave it in a quite like <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I think it's true. If the thought of going off piste, of being disruptive, of doing things your own way terrifies you, and you need that validation and comfort of doing something the way someone else has already done it to the letter, you have to question whether entrepreneurship is for you because it's a long road. You know, there is no such thing as overnight success. There just isn't, however much people want to sell you that there is. I know. Bam. No, it takes grit. It takes grit. And it takes being disruptive. So thank you. Now, you can be successful as an entrepreneur, beavering away to light version of yourself. You can take a tried and true business model, execute it flawlessly, have very good service, still be an entrepreneur, still be successful. You can do that. I'll ask you whether or not you're truly happy. I would push back on that definition of success. Mm, yeah. You could have the numbers, you could have the income, you could have the employees, you could have the, a brand that is commercially viable, you could have kind of like from the outside look very good and maybe even from the inside. But how does it feel to you? Are these the right clients? Were my clients before where I was like, I write in your voice, making me as happy as when I find another disruptor that I can then tell theirs. I can articulate their differentiator. I can position them. I can breathe life into their ideas and words and, and messaging. I can give them the soapbox that they desperately wanted to stand on, but couldn't yeah. find the way to say it before. Now that that's true happiness, but you have to let, you got to let that go. You do need to check out uh Rebecca, and I know you will have already, but if you haven't, do go to stonefruit.com as well and reach out to her because, Rebecca, you really are an incredible talent for women in this disruptive space and for colourful, just people who want to be different and who have something to say. Like you say, you know, either Stand up and stand out or sit down and shut up because there's no in-between with the people you work for and with, right? And thank God. Thank God. Thank God that we can tell those stories. Yeah. yeah. And because the words are really important. And particularly as women, we're really culturated to not be boastful. We're, we're really conditioned to, like, you know, take a very kind of even-tempered tone. And if you get to me, honey, I'm going to give you words that will leap off that page and be very unapologetic, bold, exciting, no apology necessary. And um, sometimes a facilitator, well, we all, you and I know it really almost always takes a facilitator who can bring that to life for it you does. and articulate it. It does. Absolutely right. This, the, the things that the words that you provide, I find this, I like to think of myself as a reasonably good writer. But I have to say that there are times when the words you've given me to represent the message I want to get out there, those tend to be the words that stick with me and I still use in my business over and over and over. And they are, 
little snippets that are just, God, I can't even explain it because it will be a handful of words that you've just curated together to form this most powerful sentence, just more than I could ever have come up with on my own. And I just thank you for that every day because I just use that content all the time. The honor is mine. I want validility. 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 Validity. We all want validity. (laughs) But I've heard you could get cream for it now. (laughs) So, Rebecca, as always, thank you. Just thank you for everything you do for me personally in my business, but also thank you for bringing this project to us because I want to be part of it if you'll have me and I just know that so many incredible women are going to register for this and I want to hear their stories I really want to hear these stories so I just think I love everything about this project I'm so glad you're doing it and like I said I will link to it in the show notes because I want everyone listening think about it and even if you've never thought of yourself maybe as a disruptor before really have a think about the way you do things because I bet some of you out there just didn't realize how original you are in the way you do it and we want to hear your stories right so Rebecca thank you for coming on again and if someone is listening right now and wanted to reach out to you for possibly private work or something like that outside of the project is there a good way for them to do that email or something you are so good at setting it up. For I just want to also acknowledge that beautiful thank you and, oh, and share that so the honor is truly mine. It is such an honor to tell these, to articulate people's uniqueness and their differentiator in, in words, to hold up a mirror to who they are in a way maybe they haven't even seen themselves before. I mean, that's a bad bitch. Bad bitch. <laughs> it's a real honor. It's a real bad bitch. It's an honor. So thank you. But yes, if you'd like to see me or reach out to me, you can find me at RebeccaGunter.com. You feel free to email me, Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, at RebeccaGunter.com, or visit me over at Stoned Fruit, S-T-O-N-E-D-F-R-U-I-T.com. And please, and thank you in advance, explore Renegade Serenade at RenegadeSerenade.com. That is where you can apply for your slot to be interviewed. We will interview you. There is a companion podcast. I am writing a book. I will tell your story. It's free to participate. There's no hard sell. You either want to join in or you don't. This isn't a a for-profit project in, in that kind of way. So there's no reason not to come and tell me your story And there's no reason not to apply. You never know what we can reveal through the discovery that you hadn't seen for yourself. So I'd love to sing your song, Renegade Serenade. And if you're a disruptor who's been looking for a copywriter who can absolutely stand up and stand out or sit down and shut up or coaching as a private client, I'm here for that as well. Wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for coming on again. And I think that's a wrap. Oh, my God. We'll see you Thursday at UK All Day over there at the roll-up. definitely. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favour, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help me put more heads together, reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now.